Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies, with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own, and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. Welcome, everybody. This bonus content for the Geek Buddies. Uh, oh! No, I don't get to do it? Okay, we'll do it. Say uh, it again. All right. Welcome, everybody. This bonus content for... The, the Geek, Geek Buddies! Buddies! Hey! <laughs> Thank you for that. I feel I feel much better. I was... Get back into the room. <laughs> stretch a little bit. Uh, well, speaking of buddies, we're going to talk about The Watchmen. Uh, uh, speaking of buddies, we're they... going to talk <laughs> yeah. about The Watchmen. They, there's buddies. A, what, a, what a transition. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they're, not all, they're not all golden. <laughs> you know, the HBO series uh, dropped uh, this past uh, Sunday. Uh, I finally got around to watch it. I know you guys have watched it before I did. I had a lot of things going on coming off of the heels of the um, Schmodown, which I still can't spoil yet by the time this is dropped. Uh, I and, know. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kalinowski knows. Anyway, uh, so we're going to uh, talk about uh, The Watchmen. This is a spoiler review, so you haven't watched the first episode. Uh, then you know we're we're, uh, we're going to spoil it and talk about it and get into it. And we're dropping this probably just before the second episode comes out. So maybe this is a good refresher for you to remember the first episode and then jump right into the second episode the next day because probably dropping this on Saturday, I imagine. Um, all right. Anyway, I'm John Roca. I am Michael Vogel. And this is Shannon McClung. Uh, and uh, let's get into this. First overall thoughts. Uh, Mikey, let's start with you. What did you feel about the the episode? Holy shit! What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it was so not what what I was expecting. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, I think more than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It's so rare. Like I, I, I knew that it was a follow up to the original. That it wasn't sort of we weren't going back to the original. We weren't retelling Watchmen. I knew it yeah. was a follow up, but man, I was not prepared for. Just the it was like it was like the episode gave me whiplash. There were so many things happening, and you just almost couldn't keep up. I, I kind of like was exhilarated by the end of it. Wow! Yeah, Shit. I super super enjoyed it. I went and watched it again. Uh, watched it the first time, just kind of take everything in. I'm like, all right, now really pay attention to all this stuff, like the little things that they threw out there. I mean, obviously the squid, you remembered that, right? Um, but when uh, uh, the one kid in Regina King's class, yeah, is uh, did you start your 
uh, bakery with uh, what was it? Redford, Red, Redford, Redford Masons, Redford Masons, Redford, Redford Masons. Yeah. yeah, like something. Oh, I was like, wow, that's really fucking hell. Robert Redford's president. Yeah, and and actually in the back you can see yeah. like they have the four great presidents, and it's Washington, Lincoln, Nixon, and Redford. Yeah, um, really enjoyed it. Super curious where it's going to go. Um, so sad about Don Johnson. Yeah, man. I, mean, <laughs> I was super pissed. He was great. Because he was so good in this. And, you know, when I interviewed him for the deep cut, he spoke about how much he really enjoyed working on the show. So I thought he was going, because he was such a strong part of the trailers. Yeah. That I thought for sure he was going to have a way more uh, uh, I have a feeling, lasting part. I have a feeling we're going to see more of him. Yeah, you think so? I think so. I think that... Uh, in flashbacks or something? Yeah, I think the relationship between him and Regina King right. uh, was such an interesting dynamic between the two of them. Yeah. And I think that as she is trying to figure out what... Ha- I mean, there's there's strong parallels here to Watchmen. Watchmen opens up with the death of the comedian. Right. And a, the, the comic book and the movie. And a lot of the Watchmen... Uh, is uh, flashbacks mm-hmm. is going back and seeing where they were when they were heroes, what was going on, whatever. Right. So I do think as Damon Lindelhoff is kind of unraveling this story and unveiling it to us, I think we are going to see how the police force went down this road to where they're all wearing masks. Right. How we got to where we are with the Seventh Cavalry, which is all the dudes wearing the Rorschach masks. Mm-hmm. Like I think so. I think Don Johnson is not out. But I was still bummed to see him die. Yeah. Tim Blake Nelson was very interesting as well with that. Love, loved his character. Yeah. Really good character. It felt very much in the world of the Watchmen as well. And him pulling that silver thing down so he could adjust his tie was an awesome moment. And almost, almost a inverse to Rorschach. Yes. You know, almost like whereas Rorschach Rorschach is sort of the inkblot mask that sort of moves around and you see what you want to see. His mask is a, it had almost a Rorschach quality to it, but done with the reflection of what was being sent at him. So you actually see what's there. Yeah, so yeah. it's very, very interesting. Yeah. And really, really interesting the way the police works in this alternate universe, how the uh, officer at the beginning has to have his gun buzzed out. Yeah. Well, so that gets into like what I was kind of, as we talked about on the episode earlier this week, we talked mm-hmm. about that Washington Post article that uh, talked about how the fact that a lot of people didn't know that the Tulsa race riots, which open up the Watchmen yeah. actually happened. But so right off the bat, they're dealing with like a really dirty, nasty part of our actual real history. And then they, when we catch up to modern day in the alternate history of the world of the Watchmen, mm. um, you see almost a mirror image of the world we live in back at us. And yeah. in a way that was risky, opening, opening a show where you have the typical person pulled over by a cop but the person in the car who is putting their hands on the wheel and being very careful is a white person and the yeah. cop is a black person. Like, a white hillbilly. A white hillbilly. Like, they jumped into this right away where yeah. I was like, God damn, they are really into it. And then to your point that the cop has to get permission because Robert Redford has been present for 30 years, president for 30 years, and he's, uh, I, I Certainly believe, an ultra-liberal. Ultra-liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of these things that, you know, we need to make sure of, like, that they, and then that he gets shot because he doesn't get his gun. Like, they, they just waded right into it. Yeah. And then... That was kind of weird and uncomfortable. And then you dive into uh, the police looking for the murderer and you yeah. see and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like the dude named Panda is yeah. actually wearing a panda mask. Like what the hell? <laughs> red. Regina King goes red, in. Red scare. Red scare. Regina King goes in with like no evidence. She's a she's a cop, but yeah. she's masked and she goes in and just like takes somebody with no evidence. And then they beat the fuck out of that person. Yes, like they do. it's serious police brutality. And like they are Damon Lindelhoff is going all in on 
I'm going to wade into every possible issue that is a hot button issue right now, and I'm going to fuck with all of it. I think it's gutsy as hell. It's got like people s- could get really upset about uh, this. And they were all this week on social media. People were very upset. Uh, certainly the office was a little split about it. And so uh, I think there's a lot of frustration and anger about it, but I think it's a great way to wait in there. If you're going to wait in there, wait in there with your balls out and go into and show everything and and shake everything up and see what you end up with at the end. Because I also think this is a great start. I fucking hope you land this thing correctly, man. Because they, I mean, lost, but but people like leftovers. So I'm like, yeah. he's one, for, he's one and one right now for yeah, me. So I also, have. Well, and as much as it. I hate the ending of Lost, yeah, I'll give him credit. It's a hell of a ride. It is a great show. I mean, yeah. When also ABC was trying to squeeze every last drop out of that, like they wanted it, they wanted it to go like nine or ten seasons, right. and Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse wanted to end it like. Five. Right. And so seven, it was seven, right? Seven, seven yeah. is what was the compromise. Um, yeah, I got to say, when, when Don Johnson was leaving at the end, I was petrified. I'm like, please say he's not a part of these guys. Yeah, I right. Really, oh, yeah, I kind of thought that too. I was it, really it, that's a great way that. that it messes with you. You think, okay, it's going to, oh, damn it. All well, right, it's this. I mean, like, ending, oh, shit, it wasn't that. Ending the episode with a white cop getting lynched, getting lynched and a black dude sitting below him in a wheelchair, like, you're like, for, forget the Joker yeah. trying to do anything. Like this is like you're like you fucking with me right now. <laughs> you trying? What are you trying to do? I would argue that there are moments in this show that are just as dark as anything you see in Joker. That's for goddamn sure. I would argue. So I was out of town when just you guys, as divisive. I was out of town when you guys did your Joker conversation. Mm. Um, and as you guys both know, I quite like the Joker. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. I do think that where Todd Phillips stepped in some shit is that I think he pulled a lot of things. From our world, whether that be uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Occupy Wall Street, uh, the mentally the, the issues with mentally unstable people in our society not getting the care they need. I think he took a lot of things and put them in his movie without necessarily uh, thinking through what those meant. I mm-hmm. think he just took a lot of things and was like, hey, that's a thing that I can use for the Joker. Hey, that's why the Joker can get mad and didn't really come out one way or the other with a this is what I'm saying. Whereas I think Damon Lindelhoff and everyone behind this, like, when you open your show with the Tulsa race riots and you end with a white cop being lynched, like, you have a very clear opinion and you have a goal in what you're saying. Yeah. And I feel like with Watchmen, I'm getting a much clearer statement on yeah. the world that we're living in right now through this comic book universe. Do they connect to the kid? Because I think it's, both- he's holding he's holding the so the kid in the beginning yeah. has that note that says. Uh, watch over this boy. watch over this boy yeah uh who is that kid it's lewis gossett, lewis gossett. that's right it is yeah, right uh, i mean him. the implication they haven't, they haven't said, said but the yeah, implication yeah, yeah, is yeah. he's sitting there at the end in the wheelchair and he's got yeah. that piece of paper in his hand yeah. or in his lap what do you think he means by the 200 pounds thing can i lift on johnson oh i mean do you think he lynched him i don't know if he did or not but when he's my underst- my take on it was when he's saying to Regina King earlier in the thing when he's like, "You think I can lift two hundred pounds?" That's roughly what Don Johnson probably weighs. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was like, "This is a thing," and then he does it because I think what the show because I think there's going to wow. be I, I I don't know I'm really excited for Sunday like it seems like the mystery is going to be the implication would be people are going to say oh the Seventh Cavalry the Rorschach guys yeah. did this because yeah. they're the ones that are attacking the police and that the reality is probably not that and there's a lot more going on underneath the surface or it could be in that his power is the ability to see ahead in time could be because when she rolls up on him 
and sees him there with the with Don Johnson, the question he's asking, he asked her already. Like in his mind, she's going to be, and then he's saying to her, "Do you think I could lift two hundred pounds?" He's in another timeline. Well, that's in his interesting mind. because outside of Doctor Manhattan, none of the we're not really living in a world with people who are superpowered, right? So, that, and I think that sort of seemed. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I guess you know. Well, homie's levitating. Who? Jeremy Irons? No, he's Ozzie. he's he's sitting in the in the trailer. I think in the trailer, in the trailer for, he's levitating. I think in the trailer for upcoming episodes, I think he might have been levitating. Yeah. But also, is he Ozymandias or is he not Ozymandias? I think he's he totally. It said Conrad Veidt is dead in what in the newspaper. But I think that was probably a plan for him to. Okay. That that's that's my guess. I think he's off living somewhere in exile. Okay. With on his, his little robot, island with his robots robot or clones or whatever the fuck those. <laughs> is that what those two? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. It. Right. That makes um, sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with that. I'm curious mm. about the squid falling from the sky. So has oh sorry, sorry well no 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 go for it I was gonna say has what happened in the Watchmen graphic novel already happened yes in the past? yes yes so he's already tried to bring this world together and there's and it didn't really work there's still divisiveness yeah. all well, these years later it didn't or it did it depends how you well look the Redford like, thing worked certainly like 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 he staved off nuclear war right. by doing what he did it's just a bunch of people died and he's a horrible person and it was a bad thing to do right. But yeah, I mean, like, because Dr. Manhattan's on Mars. Yeah, we saw that we in saw the that. clip, yeah. I believe if he is Ozymandias, which I think he is, he's either by choice or by force been exiled yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to somewhere far away t- to live with what he's done. And he's going to, I believe, probably whether he is, again, behind something or yeah. whatever, it's like, you know, there's a whole thing of, like, pushing this to the brink like you've got the people that hate the cops you've got the cops that are wearing masks so they can do whatever they want like there's a lot going on and none of it seems great yeah yeah the the seventh cavalry doesn't seem great but the cops don't seem great like nobody seems great here everyone's wearing masks and the ultimate thing of Watchmen is who watches the Watchmen right and when everybody's running around wearing masks and kind of doing what they're going to do like who 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 do you turn to like who is the hero here because right now I think both sides think they're the heroes and nobody yeah. is the hero. Yeah. 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 You know, and I think Which that's going to be a really Watchmen. interesting thing to explore. That yeah. was one of the things that um, Looking Glass asked when they were in the pod with the one, the suspect. About, yeah. Do you think, was it trans-dimensional attacks or interdimensional attacks are real? And it's like, is that what the squids, is that sort of like the oh, aftermath? Right. I yeah. think it is. I mean, I think that's what it's going to be is so at the end, if people who haven't read the comic or whatever, because the movie yeah. ended differently, but in the, the comic, movie, well, the movie wasn't the squid. It was, yeah. the, it was the big. Yeah. So yeah. in the movie, in the comic book, in the original thing, which I think this is what this is a, yeah. uh, Ozymandias basically brings a trans-dimensional giant squid alien to the planet and then causes all this like whatever panic. Mm-hmm. So I do think squids falling from the sky seems to be a result of that. Yeah. The occasional thing that happens <laughs> as a result of, I that. loved how like fucking normal it was too. Yeah. Like they all just dealt with it. Like, like, like she had her little squid wiper at the ready. <laughs> little squeegee. Little squeegee. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. It's who's the racist kid. What do you think he's going to turn out to be a racist grown up? Okay. But I mean, like, <laughs> I don't is he going to play into this? Okay. I think that was sort of just a, we needed somebody to sort of establish a couple things. Like okay. racism is still here because the other part that was very, I, this really struck me as like, a, it was interesting to notice, and B, it was then kind of awful that this is a thing that you notice. But like in the all black Oklahoma uh, that they went to go see, yeah. which was interesting in and of itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you just looked at the audience and it was like uh, predominantly African American, like pr- predominantly yeah, black right, audience, right. Uh, and that that seems so odd for a Broadway show. Like you were just like they're really kind of going for 
because they are talking about red formations, because this is mm. a world that like where reparations basically happened. Yeah. It's, it's, it's creating a, it's swinging every other pendulum to the other side from kind of where we live in our world today. Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, which I think is going to be really interesting. And the other thing I was reading a little bit about uh, an interview with Lindelhoff or whatever. And I also really appreciate, and this is why like, I'm sure every episode will stand up to repeat viewings. They're dense. Yeah. There's so much going on in the background. Oh with yeah. The TV shows and the newspaper articles. And even, uh, you know, one article that was talking about Don Johnson's character is named Judd. Yeah. But he he says at the dinner party that they're having that he played Curly right. in Oklahoma. And Curly is the hero and Judd is the bad is the villain in Oklahoma. And so by having someone who says they played the hero but is named Judd, you're really just kind of putting it right out there that you're yeah. like, Okay, well we're heroes and villains are the same. Like we're this yeah. is what we're gonna be dealing with. And so yeah. I love that <laughs> just like uh Alan Moore did back in the eighties, like it's like when you go to read Watchmen, you're like, you almost need to have footnotes to even get through it at some yeah. places. And yeah. I feel like this show is going to live up to that. I agree with that. Uh, I, a number of people, a couple of people at the office uh, who have relationships with HBO got the first six episodes. I'm re- trying really hard not to do that. Like not to ask about, because I, but do they, have you heard, have they given like even a yay or nay or big yay? So to me, I'm like, well, it's eight episodes total. Y- right? Yeah. I want to enjoy them week to week. This is one of those rare series where I don't, want to binge because it's so dense like game of thrones i don't know any i don't know how people can binge game of thrones it's so it's, for the first time i mean right it's so dense and so you look at this and this is just as dense in different ways especially if you're massive fans of the comic books like we are uh you're catching things constantly you don't want to miss anything because you like the fact that they're throwing that in there to give you a wink yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to those of you who love the comic book. i mean for me this will be a show that i'll watch it on Sunday night, yeah. I'll watch it again sometime during the week. Right. And then the next Sunday, I will watch it again before the next episode. Wow. Wow. Well, that's yeah. three hours of your life, son. I like it. I respect it. <laughs> uh, anything else to say? Are we good? I mean, just really, really impressed. Oh, and the score was fantastic. Got to say yeah. that. The Trent Reznor score was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah. Totally put you in the, the uh, this well, also, unsettled I just, vibe I mean, of the just show. big shout out to Regina King. Yes, of course. I mean, like, oh my God. like Regina King's always been one of my favorites. Uh, I think she has a particularly tough job in this. I, I think if you had a lesser actress in her role, a lot of the very political things they're diving into would be sitting a lot worse yes. than they do. I think that she's such a strong actress and her she pulls so much focus in a really good way yeah. that you're like, okay, like I'm with you. And I'm going to see where this goes. And yeah. I think she just killed it. I mean, across the board, the performances were great. But I mean, I think in a, in a, in a show where everyone's performances were awesome, I think she really stood out. Yeah. I'll agree yeah with that. And who knew? I mean, you know, she's always been a powerhouse on the screen. Yeah. She's very, she's magnetic. Who knew that she would physically be yeah. able to kick so much? Ass. And, and let's be real. She no, she's no spring chicken. So to see her doing this is pretty incredible on so many levels. Yeah. 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 Um, Abdul Mateen, who plays her husband. Yeah. 15 years her junior. Her yeah. junior. Yeah. When also, I just really loved the inversion of, you know... Adopting the, the white kids. I, I, I like the yeah, white kids. Yeah, that I was cool. About, but I also loved the... In, yeah. Yes, but yes, 100%. But I also loved the inversion of... He... She's clearly the alpha in that family. Mm-hmm. You know? And and they it wasn't, like, made a big deal about. It didn't emasculate him in any way. I mean, he's fucking fine, first of all. But, like, he's... <laughs> yeah. He's like, but just, like, she... 
something went down, things were bad. She like got those guns out of all the hiding places, mm-hmm. like gave them one said, if anybody comes, she, like she was calling the shots and it was just, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. That's our spoiler review of the Watchmen from the Geek Buddies. Uh, let us know what you thought about the show. Tweet at us or uh, comment uh, on the uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, and we'll be doing this for, I think we'll be doing this maybe for every episode, maybe. Well, I think with this one, we might have to. Yeah, I agree. I think so, too. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm John Roca. This is Shannon McClung. And this is Michael Vogel. And this has been The, the Geek Buddies. Hey! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.